we're back again. All right. Episode two. Yes, Ashk 101. Uh, welcome to Dizzy for Dizzy. I'm Kristen. I'm Ashley. And we are about to discuss the second episode of Netflix DZ Ashk 101. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really mention this last episode, but um, this is where a lot of people first fell in love with the pairing of Khan and Pinar. Mm-hmm. Um, you had mentioned that to me. Yeah. And I be- and it was, I believe, if rumors to be believed, I because I can't remember if this was Sama, the writer who said it herself, but the writer mm-hmm. for um, Yarga, which is a currently airing DZ in like in its 50th something episode doing well, yeah. um, that I am not fully caught up on. I, 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 uh, I watched up to like episode 20 and then just kind of flattened out. And it's one that I'm sure I'll finish at some point one day because it is a very good show. But mm-hmm. um, again, the two-hour DZ things don't mind my dog drinking water in the background <laughs> if you can hear that. Um Anyhow, it was the writer who I think loved their pairing so much. And because they're both mm. produced by the same production house, she basically was like, I want them again. Like their pairing was amazing. Yeah. So yeah. So that's how they became, I think, even more beloved um, mm-hmm. than even they became on this show. So. Well, because this episode we really – these are the first moments we see them together in any context. Yes. And it's pretty obvious and immediate what kind of chemistry they have mm-hmm. together on screen. So I can totally see why people would see the two of them together in the show and be like, okay, no, we need more of this, please. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and more they got. Because like I said, that that DZ is, I think, in it's somewhere in the 50s. And I don't think it's really going anywhere anytime soon. The ratings are still pretty steady and good. So, okay. yeah. Um, so who knows? Maybe it's gone off the rails by now because – DZs tend to do that when that happens. Since I'm like 30 episodes behind, I don't know. But um, you're still getting served uh, PinCon content every single week. So Mm -hmm. Um, anyhow. So yeah, like you said, this episode is more we get a lot. We get kind of a baseline for the two of them as well Mm -hmm. as some more insight and, you know, building on the kids and – they're kind of group forming because this is the first thing like they kind of have really done together for yeah. the for the good of themselves. Yes, but they're working together rather than individually. Yeah, because you see you we we didn't necessarily talk about this in the last episode, but the last episode made it pretty clear and even this episode that um individually they have their own groups, they have mm-hmm. their own people that they hang out with and that kind of a thing. But I don't remember if it's Osman who tells all of them. Yes, it is. Who, yeah, but he's basically the one who is really trying to solidify this group. Mm-hmm. And he's really trying to galvanize them as a team to essentially tell them, look, we can't do this on our own. And if she does actually leave, we're all screwed. So we all yeah. have um, a stake in this game. And I think Sinan was the one who opposed it the most and was, you know, because Sinan's whole thing is Mm -hmm. that he pretends to be Mr. Apathetic. Right. But I don't – was it Osman who basically told him, look, if you don't do this, (laughs) if we don't stop her from leaving, you're going to think about Nejdet Hojam for the rest of your life because he will have been able to successfully change your life and ruin it. And yeah. if we do this, 
you're you can forget him and then it's over and it's done and we can all move on with our lives yeah yep which is a great point because yeah like is that who you really want in your head every day is your bitter principal from high school the rest of your life who just who essentially decided your fate yeah Mm -hmm. because he also tells karam like oh you think your basketball team is going to be there for you like Yes, he tells mm-hmm. Edda, does, do you think your little group of like, girls? I know. He, does, he doesn't say girls, but. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot more because this is a streaming, DZ. So there is a lot more um, sexual, oh, yeah. like, innuendo content and mm-hmm. um, cursing. And cursing. I mean, it's all, it's a Turkish. So, like, I wouldn't know what necessarily without the captions that that's right. what they're saying. But I'm like, oh, um, yeah. So. Yeah, you know, it's funny. He's kind of – he's kind of the glue at this point that's yeah. holding them all together. Yeah. Um, yeah. Does that happen last episode? And we just didn't talk about it, huh? It it might have or it might have happened in this episode. I can't totally remember. I know, me but, either. But it's okay. He, he's the one who keeps organizing the meetings. He keeps yes. sending his little cronies like after them. Yeah. His little uh-huh. lackeys, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when when they like in the last episode when they find out Burju is leaving, all mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So he really is the leader in some senses mm-hmm. of really keeping them together as a group to try to get this done. Yeah, because he yeah he really does kind of have his whole, own whole like network going on there. Not oh, just yeah. not just to make money, but also obviously he's paying in some form. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Oh, and then one thing that I noticed, I was like, um, last episode is when he hands them all those hazelnuts. Like, he just has hazelnuts in his pocket all the time. Yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah. I know. he He's like Brad Pitt in the Ocean yes. movies. He's <laughs> always eating. He always has some sort of food mm-hmm. or he's hungry or that's that's Osman. Yes. So, a man after my own heart. <laughs> Tr- yeah, truly, though. I mean, yeah, he can always provide you snacks at any given moment. Like, what more could you want? And all the food they've been eating on these two episodes looks so good. So good. <laughs> I was watching it kind of late last night, and I was like, man, this is making me snacky. I was good. Mm-hmm. I did not snack, but because um, I will have a tendency if I'm watching late at night and I'm like, oh, man, or I'll get like. Mm-hmm. probably not anything that's a great choice like a bowl of cereal or something easy <laughs> but it's like you know probably not right. the best thing to be eating something at 10 30 at night yeah um so yeah so they're having yet another group meeting to plan mm-hmm. a perfect a quote perfect date for yeah. burju and kimal to basically get to know each other so that they can fall in love yeah. and you know of course ishuk has like these flowery, beautiful ideas. Um, but the rest yeah. of them all have, have a perfect night and yeah. they fall in love and they face all of the challenges together. And everybody else is like, that sounds like crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with their expertise and feelings on love. But Karem basically gets the ball rolling with the rest of them. Like, no, it needs to be something more bold. It needs to be something more, you know. And then Edda chimes in. She's like, yeah, it needs to have, like, all kinds of, like, sex, basically. has to be, like, the theme. Because, like, she's basically saying they'll tangle up their emotions. If they wind up sleeping together, they'll think they're in love a lot Mm -hmm. quicker. Right. And it'll accomplish our goal. So we Mm -hmm. need something where, like, sex is in the air type of a thing. Like, that's the kind of atmosphere. And then so one of them winds up saying, like – Oh, we got to throw some alcohol into that then too because, uh-huh. you know, all the best decisions are made when alcohol is involved. Uh-huh. And then one of them – an exciting environment. Yeah. So one of them ends up blurting out like a rock concert. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which, Which like, is so funny to hear in 
Turkish. I don't know. I don't know why it was funny to me. Yeah. The way that they said it. But I was like, okay. Yeah. And so poor Ishik is like, oh boy. Like, not Yeah. Like, of course, she never would have thought of this. Not at all. And they technically were there to ask her her expertise. But whatever, guys. I know. So funny. They need her, but then they totally disregard her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I get it. They're trying to fast track it versus, you know. Yeah, this would be like a more what Ashoka is talking about is more of a courtship, and it would you know take more time. So they're like, nope, we need to put this in a pressure cooker and like make this happen. Yeah. So, and I mean that's basically the episode is mm-hmm. the whole figuring out the rock concert, getting them both there, it, and then them going to the rock concert, and then the aftermath. It's this. That's the episode. Yes. Yep. So we're laying the foundation for. Burkham, basically. Mm-hmm. So we do get another babe walk, albeit a very grumpy one. Yes. Uh, and, and does the clash play again? I think when he's like, I think so. It definitely plays at some point again this episode, but yeah. I think it's for that. But he's more just like stern and grumpy, just like okay, let me get into work, kind of a thing. Yeah, because they're all trying to befriend him. Yes. Well, and even Virtue is like, oh, like <laughs> tries to chat with him, get to know well, him. Because she sees, because he he walks in and a kid is a kid's like, oh, Kimal uh, Hojam, and he's like, don't talk to me. Yeah, that's right. And then she sees that and she's like, excuse me, I'm one of the vice principals here, and you cannot do that as an educator. You can't treat kids that way. And he's like, I'm not an educator. Leave me alone. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes, I'm not an educator. So, which I mean, again, from what we know, yeah, he's a coach here because he basically couldn't be a professional basketball player mm-hmm. anymore. So I could see why he's got a chip on his shoulder. But mm-hmm. you know what? It's great because we love a grumpy sunshine trope here at Dizzy at Dizzy for Dizzy. So, yeah. and that's yeah. clearly what we're laying the groundwork for here. Yeah, he can be as much of a jerk as he wants mm-hmm. right now. We all know it's going to change. Yep, exactly. So, um, Edda and Karem are then up to something because now they have to like figure out a way to make this actually happen and get them both to this rock concert so they can kind of throw them together. Mm -hmm. Um, So Edda and Karem essentially are putting on a show. Burju is talking to Ashuk who is like, oh, can you read this poem I wrote? It's really important. So clearly Ashuk (laughs) is in on it, trying to keep her there in that place. Yeah. Because uh, Karem and Edda are about to – you know, create chaos by her going up and flirting with another guy while Karem pretends to be her boyfriend and be upset mm-hmm. by it, which, of course, it all plays out perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They're Edda, really good at creating chaos. Oh, 100%. And Karem, you know, is, quote, acting that jealous and stuff really well. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. like, it's funny because, like, obviously he's waiting for the cue, like, when he's supposed to go in and, like, beat up this guy. Mm-hmm. But do you notice when he actual when the when uh, Barack actually gets like handsy and like goes to kiss her, he Karem gets a look on his face. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, because you can tell even by her face that was not a part of the plan. Yes, because he just grabs her and kisses her, and she's shocked, and her eyes are wide open, and and then Karem is like, "Oh no way!" He. That is his trigger, and he, then he's more than happy to oblige mm-hmm. in causing chaos and punching him right in the face. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And later on, Edda even is like, yeah, you almost killed the kid, but I guess we did our job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, 
<laughs> because, of course, it creates the chaos. Burju gets them separated. Mm-hmm. Edda isn't crying later to her about it. Basically, like, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. Krim's going to hurt him. And we're supposed to be going to this concert later, but they're both going to be there. And uh-huh. And then she gets the bright idea of, like, can you please, please come with me? Because, of course, they won't act out if you, as a teacher, are there, mm-hmm. like, chaperoning. Because Just for safety. For, yes, for safety. So she's definitely playing on the fact that Burju clearly cares about these kids. Uh, because, yeah. you know, you look at her all prim and proper and buttoned up and, like – Girlfriend is not just going to take herself to a rock concert on no. any given day. So, um, although looks can be deceiving, that's it's true. Very good to know how to. It, it's very possible to know how to dress professionally and mm-hmm. act professionally in a specific environment, and then on your own time and in your own life, you can have your own likes and dislikes and yes. whatever. Yeah, let loose. But in this case, the stereotype apparently fits <laughs> yes yes so but you know she gets her to agree like okay we'll get this figured out uh-huh mm-hmm. sure like you know she reluctantly agrees to go so yeah. now they have to also get Kim all to go although it's not as easy yeah. because he doesn't give a crap about anyone or anything no because Karem tries because he was the basketball player mm-hmm. so they're thinking oh Karem can you know befriend this guy mm-hmm. and figure figure him out well no he ignores Krem. <laughs> osman he essentially gives him the same treatment like don't talk to me i don't care who you are mm-hmm. but sinan is the one who pulls through here sinan is a a tricky little guy like yes. he is very smart yep he again puts up the front that he is apathetic doesn't care about anything that he is the drunk but like you said, he's much more the philosopher. He's a smart guy. And he's very obviously observant to know like – because he does – he finally does. Because, yeah, after – it's it's Kerem tries and then Osman tries and he they're shut down so quickly. Yeah. And it's almost like Sinan finally kind of rolls his eyes and is like, okay, let me go in and <laughs> clean up this mess, it, you know. And so he – they obviously hatch a plan. He needs Ishuk's help. She's like, me? Like, she's actually kind of surprised. Mm-hmm. But she basically needs her to be her bubbly, gregarious <laughs> self and, you know, run up and be like, oh, we're organizing this thing for the teachers, you know, on behalf of the student council and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's a get to – it almost essentially sounds like a lock-in. Like, uh-huh. uh, any youth group kids out there will know what yeah. that is. But, you know, essentially you're all hanging out in the gym for the night and playing mm-hmm. games and getting to know each other. And it's, you know, and of course we know he's not going to have any interest in that. Yeah. But she specifically is like, it's this date. So, you know, if you've got nothing going on, like there's essentially no reason you can't come. Yeah. And right at that very moment <laughs> – <laughs> Our genius, our genius boy is hanging yeah. up a sign with that exact same date, the mm-hmm. like 17th of April, I think, mm-hmm. um, and saying that there's a rock concert. Mm-hmm. And he, so he, of course, looks over and is like, how much are tickets? And he buys a ticket and is yeah. like, sorry, I'm going to a concert. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Osman had found out that that uh, Kimal actually listens to this band. Which oh. is why they chose this concert anyway. Okay. But Burju was going to be seemingly the trickier one to get there until they 
did this. Actually had to put it into action. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So, of course, he sees that <laughs> that the band Tampon. <laughs> Which means buffer in Turkish. They are a real rock band that has yeah, been around since are. the 90s. <laughs> they are. Which is really cool. But yeah. just funny. I know. As an, as an American. I know. The first time I was like, really? That's their I know. name? I was like, Tampon? Is, is that the word that I think it is? <laughs> I'm guessing it's more pronounced like tampon, like because of the A or, sound or in Turkish, but ta- a tampon, tampon, there you go. Yeah, tampon. Yeah. But Our crass sorry, American I is like, I can't it's a tampon. <laughs> yes, but in the, in English, that's how you say it. Yes. <laughs> it has nothing to do with us being American. <laughs> it's literally the English pronunciation, Kristen. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, but yes. Well, and I do remember thinking, like, did they pick that on purpose as, like, some kind of, like, weird joke? Like, but then when I looked it up, I was like, oh, no, they are a, like, real band. And so, yeah. but then, yeah. And then also, like you said, like, it's not pronounced that way. It's, yeah. Yeah. Tampon. Tampon. <laughs> so, yeah. But they are having a concert. So they do. Yeah. They do trick Kimal into getting a ticket to avoid this whole teacher get-together. So at least they now have secured that they're both hopefully going to actually be there. They've got the tickets. Right. Right. So For sure. Um, yeah. Um, so the, they all now have to go, oh, because again, Ashuk, our good girl, she's mm-hmm. like, well, you guys have fun. I'm not going to be able to go to a rock concert. My parents are never going to, excuse yeah. me, allow that. So they all get buttoned up and, you know, <laughs> yeah. dressed all modestly and yeah, whatnot and head over to Ashuk's house to have mm-hmm. chai and snacks with um, her mom. Mm-hmm. I thought it was funny, too, that Edda was like, oh, I should be helping you. Like, oh, I was like, yeah. girl, oh, you had no intention of getting up and helping. Yeah. <laughs> well, and this is when we find out more about Ashuk and mm-hmm. the fact that she is very sheltered, that her parents would never let her go to a rock concert. Although I feel like, was it Edda made a really great point of like – a place doesn't dictate actions. Mm-hmm. Just because you go to some place like this doesn't mean that you're going to be doing bad things. You're still the same person. Yeah. And I was like, that's a really great point. It is. But they end up lying to her mom and saying they're going to the movies mm-hmm. and they're being a chaperone, which the chaperone part isn't totally false. Um, but they, the mom ends up letting a shit go. Yeah. But yep. we do have a moment yeah. Another very sad scene on moment. So we've had two sad scene on moments now mm-hmm. in the first two episodes. Because Ashik's mom keeps ta- keeps going on about, like, you guys know, mm-hmm. a parent cares so much about their kids. They just love them so much and want to protect them. You guys are everything to us. And Sinan, of course, does not have that Mm-mm. same experience. At all. And he keeps trying to drink out of his flask, and then he's like, "And Karem, Karem is like <laughs> jumping in to like hide it." Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. So mm. poor C. I mean, they still were able to trick the mom, yes. despite seeing on acting that way. Yes, but it's just a sad moment with him. Yeah, I know they're really like establishing his his really awful home life. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, well, and at one point he says, and I don't remember if it was last episode or this episode, but basically like, well, both my parents got new families and left this house too. 
my yeah. me and my grandpa. So yeah. um, it was his family home, but then mom and dad divorced. Mom went and got remarried and I assume had ki- more kids of her own. Dad for sure has a set of twins. So it's like, mm-hmm. well, we got our new families. We don't need our old kid that c- keeps connecting us together because now we have our own lives and our own spouses and our own children with those spouses, yeah. which is just – Ugh, so gross and sadly yeah. a real thing that does happen. So, yeah. um, yeah. So uh, we also then get when Sinon's back home, they kind of build on that, and he is drinking right beside. Well, I don't know if he's back home or if he's just out because he's like right on the boss forest. Although his mm-hmm. house has the boss forest is like right outside one of the windows yeah. of his house too, so he could be just at home in his little like yard mm-hmm. pier. That's what area. I assumed because the dog was there. Oh, that's right. Do we know the dog's name yet? No. Okay, I didn't think so. He's I, so cute. He's though. adorable, and I can't so remember cute. his name from when I watched it before, but or her name. I don't even know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the dog is there with him. His little Saint Bernard who waits for him after school mm-hmm. in town, and then finishes like walking home with him. Um. So yeah. So he's out there. He's drinking. He's obviously, you know, thinking about basically how crappy things are and just kind of doesn't care and sort of falls backwards just like launch not really launches himself but just kind of lets himself free fall into the water and isn't coming up anytime soon because the dog eventually even is like what the heck and starts barking Mm. but then that's it that's all we see of that scene yeah and then he does show up at the concert later so it's like okay is this scene did that happen and then he did eventually get out, dry off, and come to the concert? Or was this scene set later in the future, a little later in the future, and we're going to come back to revisit it? Like, Oh, see, I hadn't even considered that. And I, I honestly assumed. can't remember now, but I'm like, yeah, because we don't actually see him get up out of the water. We just see yeah. the dog freaking out. Right. I had assumed that this was the same night as the meeting with Ashuk's mom. Mm-hmm. Because Which makes sense because it's like it's going to be more on his mind after seeing like a family who loves their daughter so much that they shelter her and, you know, want to protect right. her from every little thing. Right. A direct clash Versus, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, and then because we flash forward to the concert and Sinon is late. Mm-hmm. So to me, it, they were – I was like, okay, are they establishing that something bad has happened to Sinon? Mm-hmm. But then he eventually does show up. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, maybe this is just an emotional moment for mm-hmm. him. So I hadn't considered that it was a future situation and that we were flashing forward. So yeah, like maybe know. even super later that night, like after mm-hmm. the concert. Like I And I, I honestly can't remember. So I'm really speculating here. It just seemed so weird to me that I'm like, we didn't really get a conclusion to that scene. Like – yeah, him I feel either like, him either being like crap. I actually don't want to die underwater. Let me swim to the surface now and like mm-hmm. get out. Like if that was just something he does regularly, like so he feels something because it's probably freezing cold, right. and he just sees how long he can stand staying under before he has to get. Th- I mean, that seems mm-hmm. like something you know. I just because we didn't real. I was like, and I really couldn't remember. So I'm like, okay, I hope we go back to this at some point of like what that was. Um, yeah, even I would be interested to rewatch and look at his clothing. Oh, that's a good point. If that's an indicator mm-hmm. of when it happened. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, is he wearing that same outfit he was wearing at a Shook's house? 
Uh-huh. Because obviously, even if it's the same night as a rock concert, he would have changed because they would have been soaking wet. So I don't right. expect it to be the same clothing as he wears to the concert, but – Right. Anyways. Yeah, because when he shows up at the concert, he, again, is mm-hmm. kind of the savior of the situation. Yep. And he's the one who ends up locking them in the bathroom together. Yep, because they – yep, none of the other kids can seem to make it happen for the two of them. Right. To, for- to be together and stay together. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because we clearly established, like, they have two very different personalities. So they're mm-hmm. already just going to, you know, clash. Yeah. Um and of course, you know, Edda has to play off like, let me go check on the boys and stuff. Like, stay here. I'll come back kind of a thing. Uh-huh. And then, of course, when uh, Kim all shows up, um, he joins them just initially because he sees them, right? Like, he just kind of joins them. I think they, like, call him over, too. Oh, okay. I think they oh they yeah holler at him and he's like, oh, okay, I guess these people are here. And there's no te- – so much for that teacher event, huh? Like- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes, and then he and then he sees uh, Burju with a beard. He's like, "Oh, and you talk to me about educators?" <laughs> yeah, because you're sitting here with a beer and your students. <laughs> but if anything, that probably made her more attractive to him because he's like, "Oh, maybe she does know how to let loose." This right. was just like, like you said, school Burju versus you know teacher yes. Burju versus like you know human Burju outside of that. Right. Um. So. You know, but it's a little bit crazy with the kids and stuff. So initially, he's kind of like – they find their reasons to, you know, beg off essentially. Mm-hmm. And then – but she's just kind of sitting there. And I think she brings up something about work. And he's like, oh, Rory, is this what we're going to talk about? I'm going yeah. to the bar. Like, yeah. And they're like, crap, they didn't even stay together for like 30 seconds. What the heck are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, so then Kimal – or Karem is mm-hmm. the one who uh, saves the day with this one. Yeah. Initially, gets him to stay and go back to her. Yes. Um, because, yeah, and this is where you're like, okay, if I suspected you had a crush before, <laughs> this for sure solidified it. Oh, yeah. Because, of course, he comes in with the fake story of like, please just help me out. If you if you distract, you know, Burju Hanum, then I'll actually have a chance with Edda. And I do love initially that Kimmel's like, yeah, I'm not here to satisfy your hormonal urges. Sure. Like, I'm not going to basically distract this woman so you can go, like, have sex with your high school girlfriend. Right. And he's like, no, it's not even about that. I just want to be next to her. But if I, I'm not going to be able to do that if, you know, Burju's glued to her side. And then mm-hmm. he starts going into the hole because here's what's going to happen. Like, mm-hmm. after she – which I just think is so funny that a high schooler is saying this to a teacher. But he's like, she's going to get two drinks in. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's like really sweet because he's like she's gonna start you know she's basically gonna start laughing at everything I say. Uh-huh. She's gonna she's like gonna get chatty. Yes. She's gonna, yeah. She's yeah. gonna she'll to be able to you know we'll talk all night. Well, this and it'll just be so nice just to be next to her. And I really don't want to miss that. Like and yeah, he is all googly eyed, super focused on her. And you can yeah. tell it's pure honesty spewing out of his mouth. Oh, yeah. I think even to his own surprise, like yeah. That he's kind of like, oh, yeah, I feel this way. Wow, weird. Like, mm-hmm. um, so, but Kimal can even see it and mm-hmm. gets a little bit of a soft spot because he's like, he kind of chuckles and is like, all right. Like, so he comes back without yeah. a drink. He doesn't even actually get anything from the bar. Yeah. And sits down and she's kind of like, oh, you're back. Like, okay. And then is kind of like, well, I guess I'll go then. Uh-huh. And I love it because he's like, when he tells her to stay, Buddha Dakal, and she's like, "Why?" And he's like, "Cause I want you to." 
<laughs> and granted, it's for the benefit of the kids. But right. again, a little bit, he seems intrigued. Like, mm, I think there's a little bit of truth to that too, sir. You want her to stay next to you. <laughs> yeah. And also, sorry, but being that direct is just very hot. Yes. Like, the fact that oh. he just was like... Uh-huh. Um, because I want you to, uh-huh. and and he clearly had no problem being that direct and yes. just saying that. So this I felt like was kind of the first moment between the two mm-hmm. of them. We were going, okay, maybe there really truly is some potential here. Yeah, because they're actually sitting together. They're actually together. Mm-hmm. And then later, when they're locked in that bathroom stall together, the tension is so thick in there. It, it was crazy. I know. I know. It was crazy. And obviously they really tried to amp it up with the couple going into the other stall and having <laughs> sex. <laughs> and poor Burju is like, she, I mean, she who looks like be? she's, she's going to melt. Yes. Like I would just want to melt into, I would just oh want to like have the floor open up and swallow me whole. Like you're standing inches away from this, you know. Uh, attractive man like no matter mm-hmm. which way you slice it you don't have to think he's like hot I mean he is but like he's just what's the word I'm looking for he's um conven- not conventionally attractive but just like I think overall no, we can all but- agree like no, he he's a handsome guy yes and and moreover look okay <laughs> mm-hmm. if you've been on Twitter in, in the last like week, you probably have seen videos going around of this one girl. She's interviewing Andrew Garfield. <gasps> yes. And it's there there are people are posting these videos of this girl interviewing mm-hmm. all these different actors and musicians mm-hmm. and that kind of a thing. And the confidence look, confidence is so attractive. So attractive. Not cockiness though. No, 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 no. No. No, mm-hmm. not – I mean, maybe uh, maybe they'll, they'll a, put in – they'll yeah. sprinkle in a tiny little yes, bit, yes. but not too much mm-hmm. because usually if you're just overly cocky and you're arrogant, then some people – not everybody, but some people will sniff that a mile away mm-hmm. and they're going to steer very clear of you. Yes. Ashley's the sniffer, you guys. It takes me longer. <laughs> <laughs> this is why – this I'm is one pretty- reason why Ashley's my best friend because she can sniff it the set. Like, I'm just like – he's confident like it takes me once oh, and i kristen kristen is the the perfect target the these guys they sense it and kristen's like oh and i'm like ew so, do you so see true. what he's really like and i do eventually and i have eventually you guys thank god thank god i didn't I, ne- like I didn't marry any of them. Issues but too, where where these guys are so arrogant and they are like it's you know why though it's because they're charming. They are. Yeah. They know how to. But I I don't know why it is. But I sense it a mile off. You do. Like, you could do a it. Smoother. Yep. You are. Even that. when we were kids, like I feel like I can absolutely sense that far better now at thirty six years old. I sure, can like sure. I'd be able to sniff that out for you know someone else. But you had, like, what I finally have now, you had that when we were, like, 16. Like, you've always had that. And I'd be like, Ashley, no. Like, he – look. Like, he's so, so – he's just so nice. And he's so – and, like, every time all, – all, no. I only dated three – I only had really three boyfriends before I yeah. seriously dated my husband. Um, mm-hmm. 
But all three of them, they all share. They were all they were all completely different as far as like their physical look, all of that. But yes, even like some certain personality things, they were very very different. But they all had that one connecting string, and they all had the cockiness, basically. Like they were arrogant. They all had arrogance about them. And it <laughs> it did. It took me much longer and to see it. Let me tell you, I didn't really like any of them. No, she did not. <laughs> no, she did not. I accepted it. You did. She and was, I very, was yep. a good friend. Yes, but I also was like Kristen. Uh-huh. Don't really like him. Yep. <laughs> yep. You sure did. So listen to your friends, Any- you guys. They know. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So anyway, but, <laughs> but confidence. Somebody mm-hmm. being. Just self-assured and yes. knowing who they really are. And yes, sorry. Talk about Aunt – finish the Andrew Garfield story though. Yes. Well, this girl clearly is just very confident. Mm-hmm. And she'll be funny about it of like, oh, yeah, so were you thinking about me when you were doing this? And like <laughs> – so, so for some people, they might be like, oh, she's just arrogant, yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada. But – to me, she plays it off as like a funny thing and maybe it's even like a caricature of who she is when right. she's doing these interviews. It's clearly like an attractive quality mm-hmm. for somebody to be confident. And yes. I felt like in this situation with who uh, Kimal is mm-hmm. as a person, he's clearly very confident. Yeah. He may be – Getting over into the arrogant side, it's it's soon to tell at the mm-hmm. moment. But when a man has that confidence, it is just innately an attractive thing. Yes. Because you sense it. It comes mm-hmm. off of them in waves. Yes. And you're like, oh, okay. I wonder if that is the same thing as like when, when men can like – when we put off like pheromones to men. Like I wonder if that's like the equivalent for Maybe. us. Because pheromones are only from women, right? I don't Men, know about that. Or is it like both can put them off? I, Maybe it's a both. I'm not an endocrinologist, but I should probably know our, this. <laughs> where the pheromones speak to each other. Yeah. Kind of a thing. But I feel like confidence is where their pheromones come from. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I mean, this girl interviewing these these guys, I watched an interview that she did with Jack Harlow mm-hmm. and she got had him all smiley. Andrew Garfield like grabbed her arm Oh, yeah. Very flustered. Clearly very flustered. Oh, yeah. So and at one point the, when he was like, well, I – when she was like she – said, she said something, I can't remember, but he was like – she was probably like, oh, I'm probably like the last person you want to see or something like that. And he was like, I only ever want to see you. But mm-hmm. And he's like stumbling over what he apparently – like, what? <laughs> and he eventually does spit out the rest of that sentence, which was, I only ever want to see you in situations like this because it's fun. Mm-hmm. Like – but that's not what you said, Andrew. Mm-hmm. What you said was, I only ever want to see you. <laughs> yes. Yes. So oh. all that to say, mm-hmm. guys, mm-hmm. work on your confidence. Yes. It's going to be yep. an attractive thing yep. all across the board yes. to peers, to friends. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for a little romance, work on your confidence. Mm-hmm. Strut into that room. Make yourself Give yourself a babe walk. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, that's my pep talk for the day. I, no, yeah, it's all great. It is, it is great advice because Berju does keep her butt planted in that grass. Like she, she does sure not. Does. She could have been like, "Thanks, I'm good." 
Yeah, she could have been like, you don't want me to leave that. Fine. Good for you. I'm leaving. Right. Could have still walked away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which is funny. Her character in Yarga absolutely would do something like that. Mm -hmm. So it just was – they're very contrasted characters. So it's it's kind of funny. But anyways, um, yeah, Burju does not. She's like, okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they – do start to like chat a little bit. I don't think we actually see it because the kids at that point are like spying on them. Like, oh, mm-hmm. look, like it's happening. But then I don't know what happens, but it's only about 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they're going to get up or if it seems like they're about to – basically like nothing's going to happen at this rate. Like, yeah, they're sitting and chatting and stuff, but like we need to speed this up. Mm-hmm. So Sinan finally shows up late, mm-hmm. drunk. Um it's funny because Ishuk at that point is like, everybody's kind of ditched me. Like, what the heck is going on? I'm in this. She's never been to a I rock know. concert. So she's like a little lost and probably a bit scared. Yeah. So she sees Sinan finally show up and like she's relieved. He's yeah. kind of like, what the heck's going on? Um, She's like, they all left me and like Burju and Karem like, or Burju and Kamal are, you know, not – things aren't moving as quickly, I guess, as they need to, all this stuff. And he's like, oh, boy, let's go. I do – I felt like – because I wrote this here. At some point in that scene, I said it feels like they share a, quote, look. Like, hmm. just, a, just a quick one. But I was kind of like – his eyes just are on her just slightly longer than is necessary. I could see that. Um, But anyways. I mean, it's not quite in, as in your face as the Karem and Edda stuff. But right. I, felt like right. I, got, I felt like I got a vibe. So yeah. this is when, like you kind of already mentioned, Sinan saves the day again. He – which I think is so funny. He runs up and is like, someone threw my – like, it's just the most absurd situation, uh-huh. especially when your adult male teacher is right there. But she, he, he's like, someone took my phone and threw it in the toilet. I'm going to get in so much trouble if, like, I come home without a phone. Um, You know, can you please, please help me? Of course, he, you know, is playing on her emotions and the fact that she cares about these kids. Mm-hmm. She does not want him to get punished for something like this. So she's like, um, okay. And because, again, we do see a bit of her her confidence come through because Kimal obviously is like, I'm going to follow her into the men's room and help because this is gross. Right. Well, and and after she leaves, that's when Sinan is like, oh, and it's in the men's room. Yeah. He, Kimal's like, idiot kid. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know that's what he's thinking. Yeah. And then he's he storms after Burju. Yep. And but when he goes in and he's like, you go, I'll get this. She's like, no, I've got this. Like, and yeah. I was like, girl, good for you. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> cause she does, she comes into that restroom kind of like, okay, sorry, I'm not trying to look at anything. Like I'm on a mission. And yeah, even when Kimal gives her the out, she's mm-hmm. like, uh, no, I've got this. I can handle dealing with a toilet tank and fishing out a cell phone, which yeah, again, girl. Sound off. So, but of course, Sinan follows them in there so that when they're both in the stall, he slides a giant – he – I don't even remember what he grabs. He broke something or something. I don't remember. But he yeah. basically takes a giant hockey stick and shoves it through the stall yeah. to lock them in and then ushers everyone out and then puts up an out-of-order sign so that they're mm-hmm. stuck and they're not going to get helped anytime soon. Nope. And then so they're in this tiny tension-filled graffitied – bathroom stall yeah and you should just be worried about how disgusting it is because it's a public restroom but you're not because the tension between them is just sucking all the air out of the room it's true and they're just kind of like what the heck like okay um help is there somebody's gonna come at any moment right Right. (laughs) 
But then, like, you hear kind of outside the people being like, oh, it's out of order. Well, then they're like, oh, perfect. That means nobody's in there. And then this couple comes in and decides to go at it in the stall next to them. And when Virgie realizes what's going on, Kimmel kind of is amused by it. But she's, like, mortified. And so would I. She's mortified. She does exactly what I would – she's, like, covering her face, like, just, like, can't look at anything or anyone. Like, that would totally be me. I would just want to be swallowed up. Yeah. So he's kind of like, this is when we get, whoo, another hot guy moment. Because he's mm-hmm. like, all right, enough's enough. Turn yes. around. Like, basically make some space. Yeah, get back. Yeah. And he kicks that door wide open to get them yep. out of there. And then, of course, it disturbs that couple because it's super loud. And he's kind of like, sorry, didn't mean to disturb you. Carry on. Like, <laughs> yeah, don't worry. We're leaving. Yeah. <laughs> so um, at that point, they're like, dang it. They were barely locked in there for a couple minutes, the kids, because, of course, they're observing this whole time. Right. So they're like, let's just leave. This is hopeless, yeah. you know. And yeah. Ed is like, well, I'll take – like, I have her purse. And they're like, that's fine. Keep it because yeah. that means he'll have to give her a ride home. Mm-hmm. because she doesn't have her stuff which is of course exactly what happened she's like oh you know what we can all go back to my house because i'm her neighbor actually mm-hmm. so we can like peek out and see what's going on yeah so when we get a little peek inside of edda's life not much it's more right. sinan's observance because her family's yes. not home right he just takes in the environment when they get to her house and is like oh i can kind of see your family clearly has a whole laid out set a blueprint plans for your life they want to find you a rich husband mm-hmm. and you can tell it strikes a nerve because she basically tells him to shut up yeah yeah um, well and he says something about them being upper middle class yada mm-hmm. yada yada yeah so we his seemingly correct observation and assumption about her life mm-hmm. again gives us a little more attention and detail about who she is Mm -hmm. and maybe why she acts the way that she acts in her little own sense of rebellion Mm -hmm. against her family and the future that they want for her yeah um so that's interesting Mm -hmm. but they're all just kind of waiting and then we flash back to the concert and burju's like i lost the kids i can't believe this so and they the kids ended up with her purse so she can't even drive home Mm -hmm. Which, thankfully, means that Kimal has to give her a ride home. A nice tension-filled ride home. Yes. And she ends up in the sprinklers. (laughs) And he kind of laughs at her. So it's – but it's one of those moments where it starts out really tense Mm -hmm. because he hands her a napkin because she's a little wet from the sprinkler. Like that one napkin is like going to do anything. (laughs) Well, and she's dabbing her shirt and then she kind of realizes this is ridiculous I probably look ridiculous. Forget mm-hmm. this. And she tries talking to him. He won't talk back to her. So she tries turning on the radio. It's some love song. She's like, oh my gosh, kill me now. And shuts it off. But he turns it right back on like, uh, no. like <laughs> Yes. But it's like he, he kind of dispels the tension by doing mm-hmm. that. So it's again one of those situations where mean seemingly mean man seemingly angry guy mm-hmm. is really showing his true colors of yeah. kind of helping her i mean actually helping her yeah and driving her home and then helping to alleviate right he could have stuck her in a taxi yeah like, very much so you know what I mean? Like, okay, well, I'll help you get a taxi, but I'm not driving you home. Like, yeah. Which, you know, would seem on par for his character at this point. Uh-huh. But he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he 
And then he helps her out with her clearly feeling embarrassed and having gone through probably what she at that moment feels like is a terrible night. Uh (laughs) Yep. But he helps to alleviate that pressure. Yes. Yep. So at that point, I don't think we see that. I mean, we do see them like arrive to her house and stuff, but we don't see their POV. Like it's the kids noticing it. So they're Mm -hmm. all there. Well, so they do arrive. Of course, it does like, okay. Oh, shoot, they're not going to be able to get inside. I have her keys. Well, yeah, because most of the kids have gone by now because mm-hmm. they're kind of tired of waiting. But uh, yeah. Karam stuck – he stayed there. Oh, yeah, because, like, well, Surprise. they're sweeping my street, so I just better wait until – like, he has, like, the the silliest excuse, which is adorable. <laughs> yeah. and But she's kind of like, okay. Like, and she's gotten the vibe a bit because on the bus she kind of notices the way he's looked at her. So she's mm-hmm. feeling the vibe, but – She's hyper-focused on like, okay, like basically our future hinges on this. So she's like, please go in with her. Please follow her and make sure she gets in okay. Please don't come right back out right away. Yeah. yeah. And at, and at like, one point. Take your, take your – take the opportunity. Yes. Kiss her. So we're getting some parallel things mm-hmm. that she's saying. But uh, Karam is taking it as her talking about them. Oh, yeah, because she's – watching Burju and Kimal, but his eyes are hyper-focused on Edda. Like, yeah. So he's, he's like, yeah, he, he needs to make a move before it's too late, right? <laughs> and she's like, yes, yes. <laughs> so, exactly. And like, he does go in when she gets very excited. She's like, yes, he went in. He went in with her. They got in. And then she's like, eventually at some point, 15 minutes has passed because Karem's like, well, they've been in there 15 minutes. So he hasn't. And she's kind of like, like, I wonder what they're doing. Like, well, hopefully – Hopefully things are going well and that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, doesn't seem like they're coming out of there anytime soon kind of a thing. And she's like, yay. Then basically we did it. It's happening. She's excited. So she immediately turns around and hugs him. Yes. Which, of course, he's just like, oh, she's hugging me. Like, what do I do? Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Like, I just imagine like these sweaty palms and like the – he's like not even able to enjoy the hug because he's just so nervous about what he should do now because of it. Right. And – they pull back and basically it seems like he's about to go for it and kiss her. Mm-hmm. And, and that's then, the end of the episode. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, really, this was a strong – this was a good – this was a strong episode, I felt like. Um, yeah. We get a huge amount of traction mm-hmm. in such a short episode yes. on the story in regards to the kids mm-hmm. and the older couple, which is really interesting. You know, there's there's a lot of story being told mm-hmm. in this show, and I feel like they're doing a good job as far as the progression of it and giving us – the screen time for each of these storylines that we're following yeah because i mean there are essentially seven main characters at this Mm -hmm. point because you've got the five kids and then i mean would you birch and kamal you would call main characters too right i mean the focus is far more i wouldn't call them side characters they're not the main five but they're definitely like they're definitely kind of like the first secondary characters, like the most important secondary characters. There you go. Characters. Yes, yes. Um, so, yeah, considering there's seven stories being told here yeah. and these are not free TV DZ episodes that get to run for two and a half hours every week, like mm-hmm. they are – they're the timing and pace of the story so far is – impressive yeah we've gotten a lot for barely an hour and a half of content because this second episode was actually shorter than the first one yeah so it was and this next one's only gonna be like 35 minutes i think so okay yeah 
Um, but yeah, so I I don't know. I'm just I feel further cemented in us choosing to do this one. Like I know it's really good. Yeah. I I am really enjoying it. So yeah. I've I feel like it was it was a good choice. Yeah, the change of pace in genre and episode mm-hmm. length is just perfect and what we needed. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Anyways, you guys have any thoughts or yeah? And I want to know how many of you because I know there's a good handful of you who have seen the show altogether, mm-hmm. just like I have. But I also know there's some of you who have not and you're like, I've had some people say like, oh, I'm going to be watching along with you guys. So I'm just curious, like, let us know what you're doing. Yeah. Is this like a show you're re-watching as we go through it? Or are you mm-hmm. actually going, are you watching in time with us and you actually haven't seen the series all the way through either? Um, like Ashley, because at, at some point it'll be all fresh and brand new information for you. Yeah, I in think the next episode six. Is going to be your – going to be the first episode I've never seen and then obviously nice. forward from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyways, uh, yeah. So any, you know, thoughts, um, anything, we, any information maybe we got we got wrong or you want to add to, you know where to mm-hmm. find us all over – mostly on Twitter. You'll find me. Um, I'm a, usually a little more active on Instagram too when we're actually – in a season of recording. So you can find us there too. Um, everything else will be in the episode notes. If you want to find us, come hang out with us in the Facebook group, um, all that good stuff. But other than that, we'll see you guys next week for volume three. So <laughs> post to call. Bye.